This is South Florida Sunday. We thank you for being with us. Our next guest is Dr. Jeffrey Newman, a cardiothoracic surgeon on staff at Delray Medical Center. And we want to welcome you, doctor, to South Florida Sunday. Thank you. Pleasure to be on the radio. Well, now we understand that uh, we are in the, in the throes or about to enter heart month. And um, we want to talk to folks about heart health. Uh, tell us, are you seeing an uptick in people who have been avoiding the hospital for heart attacks uh, due to, you know, fears over the coronavirus? Yes, that was an issue uh, probably about six months ago. We saw a lot of people delaying care. When they say delaying care, it was along the lines they, uh, they were feeling shortness of breath or chest pain, and they were basically blaming it on anything else but uh, their heart. So they would delay coming to the hospital. And very often we saw patients coming in with heart attacks that were going on over the course of uh, uh, a week prior to coming to the hospital. They basically came to the hospital in uh, cardiogenic shock. Wow. So, uh, so we feel that delaying uh, care is definitely putting your life at risk, especially when it comes to heart health. Now, you mentioned shortness of breath and uh, chest pain. What are some of the other signs and symptoms that people need to be aware of? Well, specifically, uh, any any kind of symptom that, uh, for instance, uh, indigestion that wasn't there two or two ago, and you think you're taking a tonsil and that's helping, uh, that's, that's a typical symptom that people don't recognize as being a heart symptom, if you will. Uh, obviously, swollen legs. Uh, oh, what else? Jaw pain, arm pain, anything uh, that's different than you've been feeling uh, it, it can be can be your heart. Are some people more at risk for heart attacks than others? And if so, what uh, what people are those? I think uh, any any male, you know, who lives in the United States certainly uh, has, has has a risk of coronary artery disease. And uh, I, I think, uh, you know, they need to be attuned to their body. Anybody that's diabetic, overweight, has high blood pressure, uh, is a potential uh, heart patient. Certainly women, as they get through their, uh, in their menopausal years, have a higher risk than when they were younger for uh, coronary artery disease and or heart attacks. So, and, and those same people probably have some element of diabetes and some element of high blood pressure that comes along with, you know, getting older. I, I hate to use the term advancing age, but <laughs> none of us are <laughs> getting younger as time goes by. Exactly. Well, now, are the symptoms of heart attack for women different than the symptoms for men? They can be. They can be more subtle uh, to shortness of breath or no pain or all of a sudden, uh, they, their legs are swelling up or they're getting more indigestion. It, it's just a change of how they feel or all of a sudden they don't feel like they have the same exercise tolerance that they might have had, uh, you know, for that matter, acutely a week ago or for that matter chronically over the course of several months. Well, now what can we do to reduce our risk of heart attack? Well, that's a lifestyle choice. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly as you know, we are, going through life, you know, when you're in your 20s and 30s, all of us feel like we're invincible and no one pays that much attention to the quality of food we're eating, 
how much exercise you might be getting, watching our blood pressure, which are things that build up as we get to our late 40s, 50s, and 60s. So I, I think that, you know, you know, having a good lifestyle, limiting, you know, calorie intake and making sure you're not terribly overweight are all good first things to do. And, and again, that's a healthy lifestyle. And that's something that, you know, you, you know, you hear about all the time on television and everybody's always talking about that. So... Are there certain types of food that are more heart healthy than others? Fresh fruits and fresh fruits and vegetables are the best things we can do for ourselves. When I when I when I say heart healthy, so it, you know it, it hasn't been processed. So anything you can eat off that hasn't hasn't been cooked, fried, or boiled has more nutrients in it. And obviously, anything that's not high in saturated animal fats. Uh, is ex- excellent and it tends to be more filling to us. So, staying, you know, and this, this is a so-called, you know, healthful diet. Eating more protein and 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 uh, less animal fat is the best thing you can do for yourself. You know, and eating more uh, grilled fish, for instance, and eating that with a, a big plate of salad. So, the bottom line is, anytime you can have more green on your plate, the better off you're going to be. Well, that's a good that's a good rule of thumb to go by. Uh, tell us about um, are there any new procedures out there for patients with heart disease? Well, yes, uh, yes, and no. I mean, we've been uh, in the heart valve world. Uh, the uh, most common valvular heart problem is called aortic stenosis, which is the aortic valve literally calcifying as we get older. And uh, over the last Ten years or so, uh, we were able to do trans transcatheter aortic valve replacement. Literally, replace the valve uh, with a, uh, a catheter from the groin and uh, put a new aortic valve in, in the same place the old aortic valve was in. And this is done without opening the chest. And uh, a lot of times, it's done with conscious sedation. No more sedation than you might get with a uh, colonoscopy. And most patients leave the hospital within two days. That's probably the uh, the most common new technology procedure that uh, has, has been doing has been done at Del Rey and has been being done all over the country. And I think that's been a, a, a wonderful procedure because aortic stenosis, uh, once you may or may, once you develop symptoms from aortic stenosis, if it's not treated, uh, you have a potential 50% risk of not surviving five years. Hmm. Uh, so. I think, and if we don't have to, you know, operate on somebody in their late 70s or 80s, it's a it's a win for everybody. So, and definitely, we'll put people back on a more normal life expectancy. Well, I'm sure that less invasive heart surgery and and uh, a quicker recovery time is uh, certainly attractive to people. You know, we I can remember years ago hearing about, well, you know, they they cut up in your chest and they break all your ribs and and, uh, you know, your recovery time is for uh, forever. So it's great to know that uh, surgeries become less invasive and recovery times are, are a lot shorter than they have been in the past. Right, exactly, yeah. You know, in the transcatheter valve, the so-called TAVR valve, I mean, that's done with a, a team of doctors, meaning both the cardiologist, which traditionally is not a surgeon, and also obviously the heart surgeon. And it's a whole uh, process of getting worked up for that particular procedure. So it's uh, it's a whole team of people, and in the operating room, it's also 
the heart surgeon and the cardiologist teaming up together to uh, do the procedure literally as a team. It's not uh, one or the other. They're both acting in conjunction together, which is kind of fascinating because 25 years ago, uh, that was never the case. Cardiologists didn't go to the OR and cardiac surgeons really didn't go to the cath lab. Yeah, it's, it's great, so. to he- great to hear all the great advancements that are going on. We began our conversation, doctor, by talking about uh, patients being a little hesitant to go to a hospital for treatment because of fears over coronavirus. Um, what is the long-term prognosis of someone who is suffering from heart issues but also having the coronavirus? Most patients do very well after they have their corona, you know, if they happen to get covid uh, after about two weeks, they are back to their life as normal. Uh, and there's a subset of patients that is getting long-term difficulties, for instance, where they're getting what's called a myocarditis or an inflammation of the heart. Uh, and we don't think it's a permanent damage to the heart. Uh, there's nothing surgical to do about it other than treat patients symptomatically. And we think over time, uh, just managing those patients symptomatically, their heart will recover. If, God forbid, they were to get that kind of uh, uh, coronavirus complication. So fortunately, the vast majority of patients do not get that, but it's certainly something to be aware of if after you've had the virus and you're feeling sluggish or, or things aren't exactly the way it should be, that you need certain cardiologists. Well, we want to thank you for being with us and uh, sharing with us some great advice. And we hope folks who are listening, if they think they may be uh, experiencing some of the symptoms of a heart attack that you discussed, that they won't put that off, uh, that the safety protocols are in place, and early detection, early treatment is certainly the key when it comes to heart health. So thank you so much for being with us this morning on South Florida Sunday. Thank you very much for having me. I hope uh, I answered the questions uh, That'll help uh, people listening. Yeah, well, you certainly did a great job, and we appreciate you being with us today. Okay, great. Thank you. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.